Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The Toronto Maple Leafs, frankly, you sold me yesterday when you said, one of these years, one of these years, they're going to beat that door down and win a Stanley Cup. They're a 115-point team coming back. Clearly, you don't need a whiz-bang goaltender. The Colorado Avalanche proved that last year, with all due apologies to Darcy Kemper. I think the Leafs have it in them to be the number one team. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, it absolutely is. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show, coming at you from beautiful South Florida. One half of the show and the other half coming from a very special location, another very special location that you're going to be hearing from in moments. We're going to be rolling through some dignitaries here today uh, on that end of the camera, that end of the screen. Coming up as our guest from the sports world today, Darren Bombing from Bonfire Sports Winnipeg and NHL.com. He's here to preview this weekend's Labor Day Classics, but also the Winnipeg Jets season. And from Anaheim, Ducks podcaster Annie O'Donnell is going to join us to talk about the Duck Pond and the team that I picked to be in the playoffs last year and proved me wrong. Annie O'Donnell, but I think they're going to be in this season, and Annie's going to join us to talk about why. She's very popular. What's the name of her podcast? On the Duck Pond, Clark? I think that's what it is. OD on sports, I was close. Annie O'Donnell uh, will be with us. Yes, all right, let's bring him in. The Moose, Darren Moose DuPont joining us today. I will let you do the honors. Moose, tell the folks where you're joining the world from today. Yeah, this beautiful location over my shoulder is uh, the beautiful Dakota Dunes Golf Links. Uh, and I'm up in the restaurant, the casino, and the new hotel. Is, I'm just looking out the other window uh, at it right now. And uh, the Saskatchewan Premier, Scott Moe, is, is out here uh, with all of uh, his people out here ready to have their annual golf tournament. So uh, I know we were at the Willows last year and uh, so happy to be invited back again. The Premier's Golf Tournament, 576 golfers. It's the largest golf tournament in the province. And as the day goes along, we'll have a few dignitaries, including the Premier, our good friend Scott Moe, coming up. So it's a busy day. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? Let's get into it. Breaking news before we even get to point one. Breaking news today. You've seen it, Moose. The Denver Broncos and quarterback Russell Wilson have agreed on a five-year, $245 million extension that includes $165 million in guarantees. That came down Thursday morning. The extension pays Russell an average salary of $49 million a year. It'll keep him in Denver through 2028. It's just shy of Aaron Rodgers' annual average value of $50 million per season. Were they breaking dishes there? What are they doing there? Are they breaking dishes in the background? They might be. It's that loud, eh? Tell them to cool it. 
Uh, Russell had two years and a $51 million left on his contract when the Broncos acquired him from Seattle in March for a package of three players and five draft picks. And before we go any further, uh, well, Russell Wilson will make his Denver debut September 12th in Seattle. Denver Broncos going to Seattle. That is a Monday night. And so our poll question today very simply is, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, can or will Russell Wilson lead the Denver Broncos to the Super Bowl? I'm going to say yes, but if we can bring the moose back in, this is the breaking news of the day. Russell Wilson, $245 million deal over the next five years, and the Seattle Seahawks, they don't even know who their quarterback's going to be. Well, they do. They've reluctantly named Geno Smith coming out of the weekend, out of the preseason, the last weekend's games, a loss to Dallas on Friday night. He's the best of a bad lot. Drew Locke was awful. He threw three interceptions that night. Seattle doesn't even have a quarterback. So can somebody check on Seattle today and send them some Kleenex? Because <laughs> they're sitting there going, what, why, what happened? Don't you, why don't we still have Russell Wilson? I know it's a tough situation for the Seahawks fans because they had Russell Wilson. They chose Pete Carroll and that kind of divorce between the two. And they're going to have to live with their choices now. You know, they still got some weapons. But in Denver, this was a team that was really talented. They've got receivers. They've got a good offensive line. Their defense is okay. They were just missing somebody as a signal caller. And, And I will say that Russell Wilson will lead the Denver Broncos Mm -hmm. to a Super Bowl in his five-year new contract. I do think so. The only thing that might keep him from it is how good that division is right now, and it's going to be good for the next five years. Yeah, I'm not sure that I said I vote yes as well. I think Russell Wilson will take the Broncos to the Super Bowl. And interestingly enough, if people wonder why we're opening with the NFL, it is the day's breaking news. But our COO, Lee Genier, sent me a news story last night. I think it was from CBS Sportsline. It said the NFL is now the number one entertainment entity on the globe. It surpassed television, movies, drama shows, music, everything. The NFL is number one. And I'm sitting here going, we're now on Atlanta radio. I'm living just outside Miami, and I cheer for the Denver Broncos, and I'm following them. So we've got a pretty big NFL print imprint ourselves, so why not go with that? But anyways, that's the breaking news. Point one now as we get into the quick six. The Toronto Blue Jays had their two-game win streak snapped as the team fell 7-5 to the Chicago Cubs in their series finale on Wednesday. Nico Horner led the way with a two-run double uh, for the Cubs. Alejandro Kirk hit a three-run homer in a losing cause, while Kevin Biggio added a two-run homer of his own for the Jays in the loss, who are off today and are at Pittsburgh on Friday. we got to put this in. You'll love this. This is new moose. Kyle Wright pitched seven scoreless innings to earn his major league leading 17th victory. Austin Riley and Ronald Acuna Jr. homered. And the Atlanta Braves beat the Colorado Rockies 3-2 Wednesday night. We got to put the Braves updates in there because we're airing on WQE. Yeah, we do. 99.1 FM. I'm going to roll through a lot of these points that we have to get through before we get to what people really care about. In Canada, for sure, and that's leading into CFL Labor Day Classic weekend. Uh, point two, they're going nuts in America about this. Serena Williams kept the magic alive with a big 7-6-2-6-6-2 second-round win over second seed Annette Kuntavat at the U.S. Open on Wednesday. The 23-time Grand Slam champ fired 11 aces and won on 73% of her first serve points. Annette Kuntavat. I'm assuming you were glued to the television last night. You being the tennis guy, do you want to briefly chime in on what Serena Williams is doing? 
it's she's turning back the clock. Like she's looking very like the old Serena. She's dominant. That's the number two player in the world that she beat last night. She's not ranked. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, we saw on social, you know, Tiger Woods was there. It was packed. They got the crowd emotional. So cool moment last night. Yes, sir. Nice tight thoughts by you. Loving it. I watched it. Uh, Spike Lee there as well. All the stars were out. Um, moving on. Uh, this is like point two B has nothing to do with Serena Williams, but every day near the end of the week, we have done our predictions for the NHL division by division today. It's the central division and I'm getting absolutely zero argument from anybody with them. I put them up on Twitter like two hours ago. A lot of people are reacting with it, but nobody's disagreeing with it. Are you ready? And I, I know you're ready with yours. The NHL oh, yeah. Central Division predictor from the RP show for 2022-23 season. Number one's the Colorado Avalanche because they're number one Stanley Cup champion until we prove somebody knocks them off their perch. Number two, the Minnesota Wild because they're just getting better. They've sewn everybody up. They didn't have to have an active free agency. They're young. They're good. They've already gone through the rebuild a year ago, right? When they got rid of Parisi and Suter. They're on the way up. Colorado one, Minnesota two. Number three. The Dallas Stars, I got to say their broadcaster, Brian Ray, really convinced me yesterday. Coaching change, a motivated Peter DeBoer, took Calgary to Game 7 last year in a series they really had no business being in. Why they made a coaching change, I'm not sure, but they have their reasons. Dallas going to be good. Number four, the Nashville Predators, they've augmented. Nino Niederreiter wasn't a big piece, but they added him in free agency. Um, UC Soros and Gold made everybody forget about Pecorine. We thought they were going to miss the playoffs last year when Pecorine retired. Now nobody even remembers it. So your playoff teams in the Central, Colorado, Minnesota, Dallas, and Nashville, and then the bottom four missing the playoffs are the St. Louis Blues, Winnipeg Jets, Chicago Blackhawks, and Arizona Coyotes. Nobody's arguing with it. Not even Winnipeg's arguing with it, Darren. So I don't know, like a year ago at this time, the Jets bandwagon was full. A year later, it's empty, and I still don't think they're going to surprise. Do you have any arguments with those, or what are your picks for the NHL Central Division? Yeah, not really a lot of arguments with what you picked. I really don't. I mean, again, the wild cards, St. Louis and Nashville are the two wild cards, which, you know, if they get great goaltending, they're going to be able to jump up a little bit and surprise some people. We're writing off Chicago. We're writing off Arizona. Their time will be later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have, I have no problems with that. I can go along with that. They're writing themselves off. Chicago purposely tanking, crapping the Bedard, the Bedard, crapped a bed for Bedard, and Arizona got rid of their only good player, really, in Phil Kessel, the only guy that could score goals. So that was an easy one. And unfortunately, the Jets, too. Anyways, uh, folks, bring the thrill of the track to your fingertips with Woodbine's Dark Horse Bets app. It's AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live stream horse races wherever you go. Download the app for free now at PlayDarkHorse.com. It's available for Android and Apple devices. Throwing this in here, point three, that's kind of point four. Prime Minister, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau called out Hockey Canada on Wednesday saying the organization's leadership has lost the confidence of the federal government and Canadian public. Trudeau made the comments to reporters after Hockey Canada's board of directors released a statement earlier this week in support of President and CEO Scott Smith and his executive team. 
The vote of confidence came despite calls for change of the organization's leadership as it deals with sexual assault allegations involving players from the 03 and 18 World Junior teams. You don't have to say anything, Darren. I'll handle it. I would say with all due respect, Prime Minister Trudeau, just worry about yourself. Scott Smith is new to the role. From what I understand, had nothing to do with the handling of these allegations, and that's why I think the board wants them to remain in place. He had nothing to do with it. He's new to the role. That's what I know. So I think Justin Trudeau is grandstanding and to a certain extent deflecting attention from himself. You were talking about losing confidence of the public? That's where I am on that. Um, I will move on now to point four. Canada's women's national hockey team will take on Sweden in the quarterfinals of the World Championship Thursday in Denmark. The Canadians are coming off their first loss of the tournament against the United States. A 5-2 defeat on Tuesday. Canada is the reigning world and Olympic champion. Holy smokes, Moose, we're flying through these. Which is a good thing. It's a good thing. Gives us more time to devote to the viewers next segment. And by the way, the premier of the province is coming up, Scott Moe, who by the way is no fan of Justin Trudeau either. I know that. I overheard them on the phone together uh, one time, and it was like like fire coming off the phone. I'm not joking. It had to do with the carbon tax. Don't get me going. Uh, Deal or no deal, CFL Week 13. Are you ready? For our exclusive betting partner, betregal.ca. Do me a favor and sign up today. Play the free sports book at betregal. Did we lose, uh, lose the moose, or is he still there? Oh, okay. Your video cut out, but you're back, moose, so here we go. I know you don't know the betting lines from betregal.ca. I told you this morning we're going to spring them on you as a surprise. I love it. Friday, week 13 opens with the Ottawa Red Blacks at the Montreal Alouettes. Two beleaguered franchises. The Alouettes are favored by 4.5. Deal or no deal? Um, I'm going to take the deal. I like where the Alouettes are going. I'll take the deal. Check mark beside that one. By the way, this is the 23rd all-time meeting between these two franchises on Labor Day weekend, and the prior 22 have been split right down the middle. 11 and 11 are Ottawa and Montreal. So in a way, this is the rubber match on Friday night in Montreal. Sunday, it is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in a game voted Canada's Game of the Week by our beloved viewers and voters The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are favored by three and a half at Saskatchewan, whose coach is battling COVID right now and quarantining. We're told he'll be back, though, on the sidelines in time for the game. Bombers by three and a half. Deal or no deal? That lose you? Hello? Uh, Oh, (laughs) okay. Well, I'll take it. Oh, and Moose was so excited about the strong internet connection that he had out there at Dakota Dew. Um, I will take the bet. By the way, these odds makers have very rarely been wrong, although they really blew the Ryder game last week in BC when they had the Lions favored by four, and Saskatchewan went in there and won by seven. But in this case, I'll take the Bombers by three and a half over Sask. I understand we do have Darren Moose DuPont. I took the bet. Would you win a peg by three and a half at Saskatchewan? All day, Rod. I, I was kind of thinking the line would be closer to a touchdown, and then it would make me really think if I would take Saskatchewan. So I'm with you. Take Winnipeg. Uh, Monday, the traditional Labor Day doubleheader. It's a 
Holiday Monday on both sides of the border. The Toronto Argonauts are at Hamilton. It's the fourth time in five weeks these two teams are going to meet. If you can believe the Tiger Cats are favored by one. Deal or no deal? No deal. Too many question marks, the quarterback, for me to take Hamilton in this one right now. And Toronto's too good. They're the first-place team in the East. I'm a little surprised that they got Hamilton favored. And then the weekends with Edmonton at Calgary, and this is where it gets juicy. Jake Myers has been named the starting quarterback for Calgary, which is not a surprise given the way he played at Winnipeg in a loss last week. But Calgary is favored by 12.5 points at home over the Edmonton Elks on Monday afternoon. 12.5. Deal or no deal? That's a big spread, Rod, 12 and a half points. Um, but, I mean, Calgary's been rolling a little bit, so I'm going to take the deal. I'll take the deal, but that's a, that's, a, that's a big spread. Like, that's a college football spread. That's Alabama Absolutely. rolling into some slack team in the SEC. Yeah. Uh, I will take the bet as well. I think Calgary's going to spank Edmonton. But play along, folks, at betregal.ca. And, again, we don't ask you to do very much here. At the RP Show, we don't ask much of you at all, but I'm asking you to sign up and play the uh, free sports book. You can bet for free. Just get an account at betregal.ca, our exclusive betting partner. Our CFL coverage is brought to you by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, the preferred plumbing, heating, and cooling company of the RP Show. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. We're not even all the way through the quick six yet. We'll pause and come back and continue after this. It's the warm-up live from the Premier's Golf Tournament and South Florida on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. RP Show continues on this Thursday. Hang on a second. I want to tell you who we're brought to you by. You'd think I'd know by now. Well, I know that it's Edo Japan. I know that. With freshly made food and high-quality ingredients, Edo Japan is food you can feel good about. Um, We got him going spicy moose with the comments about the Prime Minister, and those were just my comments, uh, him taking a (laughs) slam at Hockey Canada. On the YouTube uh, feed, the chat, Mad Monkey Studio, that's the account, says, Trudeau, I can't believe you opened up that can of worms. Definitely he's deflecting, in my honest opinion. Um, It's just me speaking, Rod Peterson. I'm not speaking for our staff, and I'm speaking for anybody else. He's deflecting heat off himself, taking a swipe at Hockey Canada, and I'm going to stand up for Hockey Canada and all the good people there. Um, by the way, our VP of Sim Events, Nelson Hakowicz, is watching. He's run simulations of these Week 13 CFL games. And if you care, Moose, these are pretty accurate. He's got Montreal, Winnipeg, Hamilton, and Calgary all winning. And that's what the odds makers have. So uh, as we've talked about it throughout the summer here, these odds makers at Bed Regal have been pretty close. Um, how, how are they so close? Why are they so good? Is there a secret to this that they have, do you think? There is. I mean, and again, the secret is not necessarily about predicting winners. It's about predicting betting behavior. So they know all the betting behavior and they know 
you know, when you're betting, it, like I take the Winnipeg Cal- or Saskatchewan game as an example, three points, you and I are bang Winnipeg. So to me, the spread is far too low. But when it's a point where we're like, ah, seven points, do you take Winnipeg to cover seven or, you know, Saskatchewan can cover seven and a half. That's where I would have put the line because that makes you think a little bit. And then you want half the money on either side. That's the goal. I get it. And um, those are the point spreads as of today. They may change as we move into the weekend. Uh, okay, here's a good one. Nelson says, by the way, is Scott Moe, that's the Premier of Saskatchewan, placing his usual bet with the Premier of Manitoba on the show today? Get him to cut a little wrestling-style promo, spice it up. What are they doing? Can you tell them we're doing a television show over here? I'm going to reach to the camera and choke the wind off. Can they hear us? Oh, no. Yeah. I don't think they Thank can hear you. us. <laughs> well, tell her to zip it. Or I'll come up there and do it. So, uh, furthermore, point six here. College football tonight as it's week two kicking off in the NCAA. 16 games tonight, Moose, including South Carolina State at Central Florida, West Virginia at Pittsburgh, Penn State at Purdue, and Northern Arizona at ASU. On Saturday, our teams are playing. Your Michigan Wolverines are playing Colorado State, and it is Utah State at Alabama. Uh, My Crimson Tide, Roll Tide. When I was talking last week about our favorite college teams and why, and we asked the viewers for theirs, somebody wrote in and said that I said, hashtag frontrunner, that I'm a frontrunner, a poser cheering for Alabama. I've been an Alabama fan since long before Nick Saban was there. If I got to say it, I guess we do have to say these things again because we have all these new listeners in Atlanta and all these new listeners all over North America that our analytics are telling us. So because of a guy like me that has spent 20 years in the Canadian Football League, I got a lot of friends that played at Alabama, that coached at Alabama. Now I have no interest in going to Tuscaloosa for a game, although that may happen, but Alabama is my team. Michigan is yours, Darren. Do you want to tell the viewers? I think I know why. Is it because of Tom Brady? Why are you a Michigan fan? It's, it's partly because of Tom Brady. The color scheme I really like. You know, you, you mentioned the, the, uh, the location, right, for road trips. I know Detroit, Michigan. That area is not the best for, for road trips. But, uh, yeah, it's TB and it's the color scheme. And I like the history. I got a sponsor who's talking of coming down here to watch some college and NFL football in South Florida. Uh, Come down for a visit with us. It's the same sponsor that came to Calgary. I don't mind saying it's Bob. You remember Bob? Wee little Bob. Oh, yeah. He's not not watching now because I think he's golfing, so we can make fun of him. Uh, Bob's, sponsor Bob's, thinking of coming down here for some college football. I said, make it happen. Uh, By the way, Ted in Red Deer, I don't know. I'm just going to read the comment. I... He says, Trudeau, Scott Moe, yelling at the ghosts in the studio. I love this show, says Ted. Uh, From Dale in Winnipeg, says, hello, RP crew. Jack, that's his son, says, riders. Gold eye, I guess for the win. Gold eyes game uh, Saturday and Monday, taking mum tomorrow. I got second row behind home plate. Well, thanks for the update, Dale. I appreciate you. I have to say this. How much have you looked at the Tennessee Titans schedule? You know I only go one day at a time. For me and the Dallas Cowboys, it's only uh, one week at a time. They got Tampa Bay. But I got two podcast interviews that I'm doing today. One, the snowman out of Indiana. We talked about the Cowboys. 
And I got one coming up this afternoon. It's called the Anecdote Podcast. You may have heard about it. And they want to talk NFL. That's what they want to talk about on these podcasts now. All of a sudden, I'm the NFL guy, which I'm totally here for. I said off the top of the show, we air in Atlanta on radio. I'm living in Miami, and I cheer for the Cowboys. We got three great markets right there covered. Um, and I'm kind of digging into the Falcons talk, and it's not that positive. But I'm glad I talked myself into to this circle all the way around. Marcos Mariota is the starting quarterback, as you know, for the Falcons, and you know him intimately as the Tennessee Titans quarterback, number two overall pick. Did we not watch him live in Tennessee before being pulled one night? Did we not? We absolutely did, yep. Two wins they put together. Yeah, true. But he ain't there anymore. So what do you think he will bring to the Atlanta Falcons? Because from what I've heard, he feels this is a reset. It's a reset on his career. He's a brand new guy. Can that happen? I guess I did it, but can that happen? It can absolutely happen, for sure. And I think Marcus Mariota's got the skill set because we, we know he's got an arm um, and some touch. He uses his feet really well, mobility, and he's a good leader. I think his teammates like him. He's a positive guy. The fans like him. And two things for him. Now, we won't have uh, Calvin Ridley, the receiver, who's out for the year with the suspension. That's a big blow. But he has Kyle Pitts as a tight end, a good security blanket. And when he had his most success in Tennessee, it was with a great tight end play using those security blankets. So I think Mariota has a chance, a second chance here to reinvent himself as a bona fide starting quarterback in the NFL. Well, I think they just want to tank for potentially the number one overall pick. And I think Marcus Mariota is just keeping his spot warm. That's what I think. That could That's be true. I think, they want Bryce, I think they want Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback, which is... Um, a topic for another day. Arlen Bruce III is watching. Thank you, A.B., for checking in from Vancouver, the CFL great, Canadian Football League great. He says, Big Ten all day. Shout out to the Minnesota Golden Gophers and the Iowa Hawkeyes. That from A.B. 3. I think people need to realize something. If we wanted to talk college football, man, we could fill two hours with that. It is in, un, insane. Uh, but we won't. Before you run, uh, is the Premier lined up and ready to go? I know we got him scheduled for He's two minutes. Just to my left. Yeah. Uh, we we could. Do you want to give me a sixty second preview of the Canada West games this weekend again, or at least the ones uh, Friday night? Yeah. You bet. And the big one. I mean, you look at the league. The Saskatchewan Huskies. They're ranked number one. They're ranked number two in Canada. They'll try and defend that. Um, Mason Nias is a potential um, Heck Crichton nominee. But the big one on Friday will be the Regina Rams too, and the the Manitoba Bisons. Des Coutelier is back. He's a fifth year quarterback. He's actually spent six or seven years with the team. He was out with injury. And the Rams are going with a rookie quarterback, but around him are real veteran groups. So both teams want to make some noise and make a statement early. All right, Moose, thank you. Great job. Uh, see you back here in an hour or two. You guys can put the camera on me if you want, and we'll move in the Premier Scott Moe in a second. But Nelson uh, Hack, which again, our VP of Sim Events, says, are we carrying deal or no deal over into the NFL season? Eh, we'll have to ask our sponsor, betregal.ca, if uh, they want to make that happen. I would certainly have no... I would certainly have no arguments with that. You guys let me know when we have our good friend Scott Mulready, the premier of the wonderful province of Saskatchewan. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, does Hayden Fox still coach Minnesota? I know what you did there. You're talking about the wonderful TV sitcom Coach, aren't you? Coach. Which I own the DVD set. 
Jeff says, too, by the way, this will be a rare off year for the Calgary Dinos. Well, all their best players were drafted and they're gone. What's happening? Do we have the premier of the province of Saskatchewan ready to roll? (laughs) Wow. Okay, outstanding stuff. All right, it is the Premier's Golf Tournament in Saskatoon. Two golf courses, 576 golfers. It's the largest golf tournament, not only in the province, but I think in the country. And we have uh, the right honorable Scott Moe with us. Are we ready to go? There he is, the man. How you doing, Scott? Good to see you, my friend. Hey, doing pretty good, Rod. How are you making out? Good. I'm doing very well. It's about the same temperature here in South Florida as it is up there in Saskia, but I know it's a lot uh, drier, and I know the guys are going to be hitting the field here pretty soon if they're not already. Tell us about this golf tournament first, Scott, and how important it is uh, for the SAS party. Well, I, I think it's it's important each and every year uh, as you engage uh, any political party, but in this case, the Saskatchewan party, to engage with uh, you know supporters across the province, whether it be through golf tournaments or other other methods. Uh, I think it's in particular important when you look at what we've been through in Saskatchewan, Canada, and around the world the last couple of years to get back together. And we're we're seeing that not only today at this golf tournament with just under 600 golfers, but we're seeing it in our communities as well. You, downtown Riverbank and Saskatoon's busy just about every night. Uh, we're seeing things pick up in Regina and, and community after community. They're back to having their, their community events, their fairs, their exhibitions. And uh, so, you know, what a great summer. And we're fortunate today and throughout the summer, the, the weather's cooperated as well. Uh, well, I think that's a reflection of you. Uh, last year we were there and it was a beautiful sunny day too. I just, these things happen, right, uh, to good people, honestly. But hey, one of our viewers said... Will you go out on a limb today and make a bet with the Premier of Manitoba regarding Sunday's Labor Day Classic? Is it, have you made your bet yet on the game Sunday? No, I haven't, but I, but I should. I'll, I'll maybe uh, reach out to Heather. We should make a wager there. What, what, uh, what, what, how much of a win? What kind of a spread should I be <laughs> Well, to be honest with you, our exclusive betting partner, Bet Regal, has the Bombers by 3.5. So I guess the question is, are you going to ask if the Riders beat the spread or are you going to win this game outright on Sunday? Well, I think we're going to win it outright, so that would have us winning the spread as well. But you yes, know what? It, is, it isn't going to be easy. It isn't going to be easy. But I, I think we pull it all together. I this this is a time. Eh? This is this is the time of the season for us to, to actually pull it together and finish the season off in a big way. In particular, if we're going to win that, you know, that last game in Regina later this this year. Yo, they got a little work to do to do there, Scott. And hey, <laughs> we got a couple of minutes left here. You you mentioned. When you first sat down about coming out of the strong, or sorry, the tough times here, and you know what we're all talking about, the pandemic, how has the province of Saskatchewan emerged? And kudos to you, by the way, for piloting the way through it. I can't believe you're still standing, or any leader, to be honest with you. You did do a great job. I've told you that personally, but I'll tell you that now, too. How has the province come through it? The province has come through it, you know, remarkably well. And as, as the world starts to, and I've always said this, as the world starts to rev its economic engine, we actually have. Uh, what the world needs, you know, the food, fuel, fuel and fertilizer. Mm-hmm. And it sounds rhetorical to keep saying that, but it, but it's true. And, uh, you know, those are the actual needs uh, that the world has. And it's been a little bit of a reset with respect to the world realizing just how important those needs are, whether it be uh, through the course of the pandemic, whether it be what we see happening uh, with the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And we have it. We have it in spades. And we're really seeing uh, that investment uh, come into this province in those in those uh, in those industries and it, it's from the provincial perspective it's it's shored up our our provincial finances as you've seen uh, in our q1 report we were able to pay down a significant amount of our of our debt 
um, which we did accumulate in supporting families and businesses the last couple of years. And we're able to return some of those dollars to Saskatchewan people to help with some of the personal inflationary pressures that we're, uh, that we're seeing. So the province has come through this well. And I would say as choppy as the last couple of years have been, and they have been choppy, we have some runway ahead of us in this province that uh, is going, you know, I think we're really on the cusp of something uh, that we really haven't seen before. Good to hear. Well, ag is rocking. It's the number one industry again. That makes guys like you and me very happy. Scott, thanks for coming on and enjoy the day. Great job as always. Hey, take care, Rod, and thanks for all you do as well. The Premier of Saskatchewan, Scott Moe. We're heading to Winnipeg. Darren Bombing joining us, uh, Bombers reporter from Bonfire Sports and Jets reporter from NHL.com. When we return, you're watching on Game Plus Television. We're also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. RP Show continues on this Thursday, episode number 833 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show now airing in the evenings on WQEE 99.1 FM, Atlanta. We're heading into a very big weekend of football in Canada. Darren Bombing joins us from Bonfire Sports TV and NHL.com. He's a football guy first. Bomber, welcome to the program, sir. And how charged are you for the Labor Day Classic come Sunday, Winnipeg at Saskatchewan? Yeah, Rod, good to be with you. I'm obviously super excited. Everybody in the Prairie Provinces know how knows how special this weekend is. Uh, just before I, I confuse some familiar audience members of yours, I'm wearing my Winnipeg Rifles shirt. Now, this is junior mm. football. It's not a Bombers logo. That's a Rifles logo. They knocked off the uh, you know perennial powerhouse Saskatoon Hilltops this past weekend in Winnipeg. Uh, quarterback Bryson McNeil, head coach Jordy Wilson, they got a good club uh, this year. But just letting people know, I'm an objective observer of the Canadian Football League. That's the Rifles logo, not the Bombers logo, okay? I would have never have uh, chastised you for that. You know me. I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't get into that, but I will get into this. I haven't read the game notes yet. They haven't come out yet, but Sask is trying to avoid a fourth straight home loss. I can't remember the last time they did that. It was three losses in a row in 2015 in a disastrous 3-15 and year. Bombers are favored by 3.5 coming in. What, what do you expect out of the game Sunday? It, that's the whole thing. That's the beauty of, of this Labor Day Classic and Banjo Bowl rivalry between mm. these two teams. You can't take anything from the past and put that into the game and try to extrapolate an expected result. We've seen it over and over again through the decades that you never know what's going to happen when these two Prairie rivals meet. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, obviously uh, mosaic is sold out. Uh, IG field, Next week for the Banjo Bowl is sold out, and you will have opposing teams' colors littered throughout uh, those 33,000-plus seats in each of the respective stadiums. Um, that said, hey, you know, the Blue Bombers are a 10-1 football team. Saskatchewan, one game over 500. Can they carry a little bit of momentum? With a road win in Vancouver last week over the Nathan Rourke-less BC Lions, we'll see. I think it all comes down to one thing for Saskatchewan, just from my eyes and watching all of their games this year. 
They need to find a way, especially on the interior of the offensive line, to protect Cody Fajardo and allow him to do what he does. Now, the, the knee talking about the bye week and, and how that's helped him uh, recover a little bit. You take away that element of, of Cody Fajardo to extend plays and, and, and make things happen with his legs, make, go off schedule, extend the pocket, all those sorts of things. Um, that's one thing that the knee injury has affected. I think the other is just his ability to be accurate with some of those intermediate and deep throws. Um, you ask any quarterback coach, you ask any uh, offensive mind, they know people that have worked with quarterbacks or quarterbacks themselves. If you have a bad knee, that can affect your ability to plant and throw the football. And I think that's really hampered Cody Fajardo this season. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure you got lots of questions about Winnipeg, Rod. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll leave it there. But uh, again, I, I'm not counting anybody out uh, in this game, despite their records. Well, I get it. And I don't ever count out Cody Fajardo. I love him. But I'm like, if he is that hurt, and I believe that he is, what you're saying, I believe is the case. Why is he playing? You know, so there's that. But the Bombers, I'm getting this all from the Winnipeg viewers, that the Bombers will clinch if they win. We know that, but are they talking about it? I mean, that is not, I wouldn't think, the goal here. <laughs> no, Mike O'Shea, if you had to encapsulate Mike O'Shea's entire reign uh, as head coach of this Blue Bombers team for the last six, seven years, it, it comes in one cliche that the entire team reverberates every single week and that's we just want to get to one and oh this week they don't care about the past they don't care about the future people higher up in the football operations department will will worry about those sorts of things as far as the guys on the field and the guys inside the locker room it's let's prepare for our upcoming opponent approach every single game the same and of course that leads us here in the media to ask those questions about hey this is the labor day classic there is going to be a lot of you know um you know uh, uh craziness and, and spit and hollering and all types of stuff behind the blue bombers bench at mosaic stadium. Does that add a little bit more juice? Does that add a little bit more uh, energy to it all? I think it does, but Winnipeg is staying on message that, um, you know, one week at a time and, and they're, they're not looking past Saskatchewan. They got them again next week and they've got them for a third time uh, in the second half of the CFL season. So I think that's a very good thing for the riders opportunity is right there for them if they want to get back into the conversation in the west division uh you know bc who knows what's going to happen vernon adams jr uh whether it's michael o'connor or antonio pipkin at quarterback uh they are no longer the powerhouse team that they were with uh the phenom nathan Rourke at at the trigger so Saskatchewan has every opportunity. They're a half game back of the Calgary Stampeders. Winnipeg, I don't know if anybody will catch them, but uh, either way, you don't need to. You can win in the playoffs. That's what the Blue Bombers did in 2019. Three straight wins in the playoffs on the road, and that was their first of, uh, as we know, the most recent back-to-back Grey Cup champions. You mentioned we don't know how this is going to go because history, well, the history says it'll go the Riders' way, but do you th at least think it'll be low scoring? Because I was reading the game notes, the Bombers have allowed a league low in touchdowns, I think points, Riders are number one in sacks. We only have a couple minutes here, but would you go along with that, that it would be low scoring? 
I noticed that the over-under, at least in most of the sports books, are all the same across the league, 48.5, 49.5. Winnipeg's at 44.5, at least what I last saw uh, yesterday. I don't think it's going to be low scoring. I, I smashed the over on that one. Um, you know, uh, Winnipeg's defense, they're going to be without their boundary corner, their top cover man, Demario Houston. Uh, they are nicked up uh, in a lot of other positions. I don't know if they're getting the safety play that they would like to. Brandon Alexander back practicing today. The, the 2021 All-Star, all of that. But I, I also think that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers offense knows how to uh, strat- strategically approach every single defense they face from week to week differently. So, you know, Brady Oliveira didn't play the second half last game. He looks good to go. And then, of course, you got the reigning MOP and Zach Kolaris. And uh, no Greg Ellingson looks this week, but they do have a lot of options uh, in the receiving game. Greg McCray, the newcomer, to the group came to training camp as a, as a running back. He's now playing wide receiver, uh, but a lot of speed and a lot of elusivity there. So I'm expecting some points to be put up. We only have a minute, but you cover the jets for NHL.com. And it's just give me a vibe, man. It doesn't seem very positive coming out of Winnipeg from the fan base. What are we expecting with training camp opening in a couple weeks? Yeah, you want the vibe. It's the complete polar opposite of the vibe around the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It's uncertainty, it's anxiousness, it's angst that, um, you know, a a season gone by with no playoffs uh, and then no real changes made reports and rumors of a real rift inside the locker room when's the last time you heard a head coach of an nhl team quitting midseason that's what happened last year he said that the room needs a new voice well what voice is it is it going to be uh you know a a new head coach is it going to be a, a change in leadership inside that room all things said they didn't really do too much at all in the draft i don't know if uh you know some of their prospects are gonna step up in training camp and make enough of a, a big difference. But uh, I think people here in Winnipeg are just seeing that window of a Vesna caliber goaltender in Connor Hellebuck and a lot of offensive firepower up front, that window slowly closing um, in a very, very tough central division. So we'll see what the year brings, but uh, yeah, the vibe is low when it comes to hockey here in, in Southern Manitoba. That's the sense I get Darren, check him out at bonfire sports. Thanks for the time, man. And enjoy the games this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be great. Thanks, Roddy. Good to be with you. As always, viewer takeovers coming up next, uh, sports update, and then in hour two, Annie O'Donnell, Anaheim Ducks podcaster, joining us from Southern California. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're also live streaming on YouTube. And you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Welcome back to the RP Show. It's viewer takeover. I'm going to try and sneak a lot of things in here in not a lot of time. Watching in Stafford, Texas on Game Plus Television, Dallas writes us regarding the Stars because we did our Central Division predictions earlier. He goes, let's talk up a top five really good Dallas Stars this year. I got them third. Isn't that enough? In the Central Division, the Dallas Stars. The one thing I know about Dallas Stars 
intimately because my dad worked for them for 26 years. They love them in Texas when they're winning. When they're not, get back to us. Well, it looks like they're going to be winning this year, so the Dallas Stars will be a big thing. Lyle Roba shows watching in Toronto on Game Plus TV. He says the Arizona bandwagon now only fits 6,000, remember? I didn't know if he was talking Cardinals or Coyotes. That's a, that's a story for another time. Stephen in North Dakota watching says, Greetings and hallucinations from sunny 30 degrees Celsius, Fessenden, North Dakota. He says, I delivered a bag of grass. Well, the riders huff and puff to blow the bombers down. I love the RP show CFL coverage, not seen on TSN or anywhere else. That's the thing. People beg us for more Canadian Football League coverage. We give you what we can, but we're still giving you more than anybody else. That's a fact, Jack. Other sports, Winnipeg Valor FC put themselves firmly in the playoff conversation Wednesday night, moving to within two points of the top four with a statement 1-0 win over Hamilton Forge FC at Investors Group Field in Winnipeg. Matteo Debrian was the goal-scoring hero for Phil DeSanto's side, finishing a Sean Ray cross with an acrobatic volley just 20 minutes in. From there, Valor shut down Forge's talented attackers to preserve a well-earned clean sheet and extend their home unbeaten streak to five matches. I didn't write that, but whoever did did a hell of a job. The Toronto Blue Jays have the day off Thursday after their two-game win streak was snapped in their series finale against the Chicago Cubs with a 7-5 loss Thursday night. The Blue Jays currently third in the American League East and hold the final AL wildcard spot. Canada's most decorated Olympian, Penny Alexiak, announced on her Instagram that she underwent surgery for a torn meniscus. The Toronto product is a seven-time Olympic medalist and had won two silver and two bronze at the World Swimming Championships in June to give her nine career World Championship medals. So there's your sports update for Ido Japan on this Thursday. With freshly made food and high-quality ingredients, Ido Japan is food you can feel good about. I sign off on that. Thank you. Thank you, Clark. (laughs) It's early, but you think it was Friday. People are getting into it. They're having fun, and I like that. Tacona in Winnipeg says, you're smoking a bag of grass if you think Saskatchewan beats the Blue Bombers on Sunday. Uh, From Arlen Bruce in Vancouver, CFL great. Rod, let's get Elon Musk to use Tesla as a sponsor for the CFL. That would change the game. Imagine it. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute. I say, let's leave CFL sponsorships to the CFL. How about that? Nelson says that soccer update was Greek. Had to get all the lingo in there. I could have just said Winnipeg won one nothing, but I wanted to jazz it up a little bit. I wanted to give it a little schutzpah. Um, from Craze32, that's the account, Craze32, says, I think the Labor Day weekend classic will be an under, as far as the over-under goes. Two great defenses and two offenses that have been underwhelming at times. We will take a pause here at the top of the hour and come back with all that you want to talk about, including Annie O'Donnell, Anaheim Ducks podcaster, and more guests from the Premier's Golf Tournament after this break. 
Have you subscribed to The Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.